This is Teach Play Love. The Bright Horizons Parenting Podcast, just for ages 0 to 8. Get the advice you need from our own early childhood expert, Education Vice President Rachel Robertson. And make the most out of every chance to teach, play, and love. Summer's here, and you might be thinking, great, time for a break. But how do I keep my child learning and developing new skills and not playing away the summer days? Well, it turns out play is the perfect way to learn, especially playing outside. Here's Rachel with Ruth to explain why your child should get outdoors this summer. Hey, Ruth. We have another good topic to discuss today. Yes, we are going to talk about school readiness. I can't believe we're already thinking about fall when summer's just getting started. But it's perfect timing for this conversation because we're going to discuss how play and focusing particularly on outdoor play is actually a great way to help children develop the skills they need to not just be ready for school or kindergarten, but have a strong foundation for lifelong learning. That's a great connection to make. I think it'll be a new idea for a lot of folks to think about how play and learning, especially school readiness, go hand in hand. Yeah, that's true. I know that parents just see it all the time that there's just this general level of societal angst around school readiness and academic performance. But I'm here to say, and I know you are too, we can confidently assure parents that children will develop much stronger foundational skills in all areas of development that really matter now and in their future if they get lots of opportunities to play and play outside. You know, that societal angst is real. I've seen it in friends and coworkers, family members even. But tell me, how does that work? What areas develop? When children play outside, are we talking about things like literacy and math? Yes, we are talking about those things and more. Both literacy and math develop through play, but so do things like problem solving or regulating emotions and behaviors, controlling emotions and behaviors, critical thinking, creativity, all those good skills that we refer to as 21st century skills. Yeah, and I think that lots of people consider play, especially outdoor play, a time to engage in physical activity, but they don't think of it as a time to develop cognitive or social-emotional skills. What you're talking about is really whole-child development, right, Rachel? Yes, whole-child development is exactly what it sounds like, developing all aspects of a child in synchrony versus overemphasizing one for the sake of another. This overemphasis happens a lot when people are thinking about school readiness or academic performance, and it's unnecessary, and actually it can be harmful. So an example would be maybe a child is using an app to learn phonics, but instead they could be doing something through play outside to learn phonics. Even my own kids, I've seen invent really crazy, wacky, and creative games when they're playing outside. And maybe they've invented a game that some kind of tag game where you have to say a rhyming word, and they come up with all kinds of ideas. Right. And in that example, they have physical development, they're working with their siblings or their peers, so there's social development, and there's language and literacy development, and creativity. All of those things are happening versus just the one thing getting worked on. And 
a whole child development can be purposeful, an adult can be part of planning it, or it can happen organically and naturally like you're describing. Yeah, I think one of the real big benefits of outdoor play is that there's usually just a little bit of risk involved, although hopefully it's in a fairly safe environment. And that's an essential element, that risk of both body and brain development, because it gives children an opportunity to build competence and confidence, to think critically and make predictions and navigate, maybe do some problem solving. The activity that comes to my mind that most kids do at some point, and maybe lots of points in their childhood, is fort building. There's so much that goes on when you're building a fort. Well, that confidence and competence you just talked about are definitely happening when children are building forts. They are taking a few risks, they are trying new things, and they're feeling really good about what they're creating. They're developing something usually with their peers, usually something they're pretty excited about. So they're collaborating, they're negotiating, problem solving, making some predictions, All of those things are skills they need to be great learners and thinkers in school and for the rest of their life. Plus, there's some fairly traditional academic skills involved too, whether they're measuring or balancing. They have to use a lot of language, different ways of communicating with each other. All sorts of good stuff is happening during that fort building, plus a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Let's go back to the more academic skills. You talked a little bit about math, but language and numbers and memorizing are more often thought of as indoor activities. Right. It seems like they typically are and maybe like sit down and practice types of activities. But I'd like to encourage all of us to think of them differently. So just like in the fort building example, There's a lot of opportunities for math and language and science and what we think of as more traditional academic skills right in that fort building activity. And there are opportunities for these kind of skills to develop alongside almost every outdoor activity. In fact, let's take gardening for an example. Think of all of the math and language that happens when you're out in the garden. I bet you can think of some examples that happen with your grandchildren as you're doing your gardening right now. Yes, just involving our grandkids in the process from beginning to end has been a really great experience. The being outside, actually working in the garden together, thinking about which vegetables they like, which ones they want to try. When we're doing gardening at our centers or when I see people doing gardening with young children, one of the things that is always happening is introducing new language and discussing what's going to happen now and later and making predictions. And so that's literacy and science working together. That's another thing about play and outdoor play specifically that I think is really important to call out is learning best happens for children, but honestly for adults too, when it's really meaningful and it's related to something they are doing or care about, can make sense of, get their hands on and manipulate, and when it's integrated. So you're not just learning something in in isolation where you're practicing rhyming, but it's just memorization versus what rhymes with bean or whatever you're planting at the time. That's much more of a meaningful conversation that you can have, and it's integrated into what you're already doing, something they're already having fun with. 
I think math is something that we don't naturally think of as happening outdoors or math development, but it is everywhere. So all you have to do is take stones or rocks or pine cones and create patterns or measure them and talk about what's biggest or smallest. Even thinking about using math language like behind or in front of or the most or the least, that kind of vocabulary and those kinds of experiences can be woven into almost all types of outdoor play. And tons of mathematical learning and reasoning is happening. So I see the math and the science in the garden, and those are really, really wonderful things. But reading seems like an indoor activity. It often is an indoor activity, but it can just as easily be an outdoor activity. And one of the nice things about outdoor activities, I think that we all can relate to is just like a freedom, a wide openness of the outdoors and a lot of sensory experiences that are not happening inside. So you just take books outside and it's a very different experience. Maybe it turns into a theater production or maybe there's an impromptu play outside or maybe you start some storytelling and talk about what if, what would happen next? What's the next iteration of the story? Or maybe it's just reading outside on a blanket under a tree. All of those things are great literacy development activities in a different environment. It's bringing the inside outside. I love the idea of that change of environment. You could try cooking outside. All kinds of things that you think of as normal indoor activities may be changed when you take them outside. There's so many things you can do outside that might just seem playful, but with a little bit of thought, you can very clearly see the learning advantages. So take something like painting outside, maybe painting with water on the sidewalk. You're going to have some creativity developing, but you're also learning about some good scientific concepts about how water absorbs and light and shadows and different kinds of concepts that you can bring into the art that you couldn't do if you were painting on an easel inside. So I have a question for you, Rachel. Does the adult have to be outside prompting all this play, asking all these questions, or are kids going to learn just by doing it on their own outside? The answer is yes to both of those things. So If parents want to give children the opportunity and time to have a lot of free play, they are going to get a ton out of that. They're going to take some good healthy risks. They're going to have fun with their peers. They're going to be creative and collaborate and probably do a whole bunch of problem solving and negotiation and impulse control and all sorts of great things. But adults can also intervene. And other things will happen when the adult intervenes. When I say an adult intervenes, I don't mean an adult should come up with an idea and be in charge of the activity. But one of the best things an adult can do is just go out there and model having a lot of fun and exploring being outside and being playful outside. Or maybe they present some choices or ask a few questions, introduce some vocabulary. Think about open-ended questions like what if or what do you think and help children reflect on what they're doing or what they're thinking or what their options might be. Those kind of activities will change the nature of the experience but still keep it very playful and fun. Any final thoughts before we all head outside, Rachel? Yes. I want to reassure families that they don't have to trade outdoor play for academic readiness. Those two things can happen at once. So go outside, jump in a few puddles, 
measure some pine cones, and know you are setting your child up for future success. Even though it seems like playing outdoors is just fun and games, your child is actually getting a lot out of it. Outdoor play develops things like problem solving, emotional regulation, creativity, critical thinking. It really promotes that whole child development. And so there's a great connection between outdoor play, learning, and being ready for school. So get outside this summer. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to us and find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time on Teach, Play, Love and rediscover parenting as the joy it was meant to be.